Ladies and gentlemen, we are live, coming to you from Matt Buchanan Studios, brought to you by me, Matt Buchanan. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Matt Buchanan Studios and Matt Buchanan Comedy. Check the episode description for links to all of my, as well as my guests' social media handles. Quaco Inc. is the official sponsor of the show. Quaco is also the official sponsor of my upcoming book release, entitled An Explanation for Life, the Universe, the Brain, the Mind. And consciousness. Available soon from over 30,000 retailers in over 100 countries. Quaco is also the official sponsor of the hot new board game, 33 Degrees of Order and Chaos, coming soon exclusively to Amazon Prime. This is Laugh Therapy, and I am the Comedy Doctor. Stay happy and healthy, folks, and enjoy the episode. That was a clip from Dame's House, a good friend of mine and a great DJ. You can check him out on Instagram, and you can listen to the entire mix as well as others on SoundCloud at Dame's House. That's D-A-M-E-S dot house. Goddamn towel in here. Had a drink last night? A little bit. We were at the, I was at the Chili Gonzalez show at the oh. NAC. Oh, okay. Uh, so right off the bat, thanks so much for being here, Ken. I oh, appreciate it. Uh, it's really great to, to be able to have you in and be able to have this discussion and everything. Uh, just to start, I mean, why don't you just tell us a bit about your show? Is there anything that you want to, uh, like certain accounts, social media, something like that for yourself or your show that you would like to, to plug right away? Uh, it's uh, called Lanark Laughs, and yeah. it's uh, the last Friday of every month in Carleton Place at uh, the Waterfront Gastropub. All right, excellent. And you've been doing the show there for a while now. Yeah, right? this so. is our ninth year. Ninth year, wow. Yeah. So it's probably, as far as I could tell, if I had to guess, it's probably the most veteran so-called indie show like uh, outside of the club. Yeah, I think it's the longest consistent show. Like It's been consistent for nine years now. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you do every Friday, or Friday once the a month. Friday. The last Friday. Yeah. Month. How do you find Fridays uh, for getting people out? Oh, it's it's packed every time where yeah. we push people away every every month. Oh really? Eh? Yeah. Is it? Uh, do people book ahead of time? Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, they uh, they book ahead of time and reserve tables, and it's a five dollar mm-hmm. cover. And okay. Yeah. Uh, for the past probably five or six years, it's been 
sold out. Basically, always sells out. Well, yeah. that's a good a good reputation. Five six years of sold out shows. Uh, so it's obviously it's people around uh, the area. People are aware of it. They know yeah, what's going yeah, on if like, they like comedy. Uh, how do you go about marketing it, or do you even really need to anymore? It does uh, its own job now. That I just do a little bit on Facebook, yeah. and that seems to be enough. And yeah. it's just it's been a consistent show for so many years that mm-hmm. it's people know about it. Yeah, exactly. You find most of the people that come are are, are local, like closer to the Landark area. Yeah, yeah, we have a like a lot of regulars that come. Like it's pretty much the same crowd every month. Yeah, maybe one or two different people. Okay, but they just really enjoy comedy. They're happy yeah, to get out there yeah. at least once a month, and that they don't have to drive all the way into the city and that. And uh, I'm sure that that's a bit of a bonus for them, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What? how come you started the show in the first place like uh, take us all the way back to the beginning there like what was the motivation uh originally i I did it at a place called bally giblins mm-hmm. um in carlton place and it was a friend of mine derek derek levesque that owned owned the pub and uh uh looking for something a little closer to home mm-hmm. and uh gave it a try and it just been going ever since that's excellent good and people have uh how do you go about the book in your comics that, that come through there uh, most of them are, are people i know and then uh like I'll, I'll do a contest twice a month or twice a year mm-hmm. and that way i get to see people i've never seen before okay so yeah, it's kind of yeah. like uh seeing whether they can do 10 minutes or yeah what's the contest like uh the one in july is uh uh judges in the crowd so the judges vote on who uh Judges who are like veteran comics or something uh, like that, or like people who the deputy run the bar mayor or, or oh, cool, uh, yeah. musicians or whoever yeah, you know, people yeah. in the community, and uh, they determine who goes, like who gets mm-hmm. first, and then how audience, do you get them involved? Uh, just I, I know quite a few people okay. in town, so. so you just get to just friends or, or like acquaintances, that yeah, you get to touch. That's great, yeah. And uh, the the summer one. The uh, winner gets a weekend spot at Yuck Yuck, so mm-hmm. and a hundred bucks or whatever. So nice, yeah. That's a that's a good little uplift, a nice little catapult for for a lot of people. Out yeah. There yeah, to uh, to put them into a weekend spot at Yuck oh, Yucks yeah. and that. So, do you have some relationship like that ongoing with Yuck Yucks in this way? Or uh, we've been doing that for well, it's been about seven years now mm-hmm. uh, with Howard at, at Yuck Yucks, and he's always been behind it. And that's great. Yeah, he seems to uh, really put put effort into a lot of these uh, initiatives and everything. Yeah. That's great, yeah. It's nice. And uh, so, yeah, you're saying so you, you'll do this competition twice a year, is it? Yeah, twice yeah. a year. Once in the summer, once in the winter. Okay. And open call for comedians? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, I usually take, like, names out of the hat and okay. whoever gets drawn gets drawn kind of thing. Yeah. People, so they come to the show, they, they they show their interest or something, or they have to go on through, like, OSSC or... Oh, okay, I can hear the... Uh, usually, on, I, like, I'll post it in, mm-hmm. like, Ottawa Comedy, Montreal mm-hmm. Comedy, Toronto Comedy, and yeah, just get... You find the, most of the comics come from Ottawa that perform with you? Or? Most come from Ottawa. Uh, a lot come from Kingston, Montreal, uh, a few from Toronto. Mm-hmm. I've had guys in from the States and mm-hmm. just kind of all over. That's sweet, yeah. How do they find you mostly, or uh, a lot of them do? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of people approach me like and ask to get on and stuff they hear like that. from other comics yeah, or, or uh, yeah. 
and uh, yeah, how do you go about managing uh, managing that talent and, and booking everybody and so forth? Like, what's your? Uh, I've got a few headliners that I work with all the time, mm-hmm. um, and I just kind of keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do rotate them a lot, but uh, I try to keep the show fresh every month. Um, yeah, just people I've seen and. What's your type of lineup? Like, how many people do you like to do on a show? Uh, there's usually four. Stuff? Yeah, four on a show. Four people. So, like, one host, headliner, or how yeah. do you set it up? Yeah. Yeah, and then two middles. Two middles. Everybody doing like, how uh, long? Uh, the middles do about ten, twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, headliner does about forty-five, and then the host does whatever you know, twenty yeah. minutes, half an hour. Okay, sweet. So yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a good opportunity too for a lot of comics here mm-hmm. who are working up to getting the 12, 15 minutes and, yeah. and that sort of thing, right? Because most spots, it seems, uh, as far as I know across auto, most of the spots are usually six minutes, yeah, six to eight. And once you start doing some of them, you, you might get up to about 12 and like, it's a lot more rare, so to speak, right? That you get right. a 12 minute spot and it's a good practice to be able to get in there do 12 minutes and show that you can, you know, hold it down for yeah, the whole time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you get a lot of people that probably rotate out from yuck yucks and absolute. And yeah. Come in, yeah. Get their, get their time in out there. It's a real commodity right now, right? Stage time. There's a lot yeah, of these yeah, uh, for sure. indie shows coming up and, and people, especially if you got a, a regularly sold out show and, uh, so if, if you're a local Ottawa comic and you wanted to get on your show, what what do they do? Do they contact you or they they come in and they... Uh, usually yeah. contact me. And if, yeah. if I can, I, I'll try to get, like, a new face on mm-hmm. as much as I can anyway. Yeah, so eventually, because, I mean, that's... I guess that's the trade-off for some of the, the clubs or, or the shows, right, is they do six-minute spots, so they end up having, like, eight or ten people on a, a whole show. Yeah. Right, and so they're getting so many people in all the time, which to its own avail might be more work for the hosts and the producers of mm-hmm. that show because now they've got to manage eight people instead of four people or right. 12 people. And I know sometimes, we, you know, you're at Yuck Yucks Absolute and they're booked through 12, 13 people. Oh, yeah. It's usually always a great show, but it just goes deep and it's fun. And, and the comics always talk in the back, you know, about, you know, what, what position you're in sometimes if you're at the beginning, at the end, especially like – if you're the tail end of an amateur comedy night and there's 13 people on, it's like it kind of drags, you know, the yeah. last guy before the, the feature or something like that. So, yeah. What's your, your method? How do you deal with uh, pa- uh, with paying comics and stuff like that? Uh, you, you pay the hosts or the, the features, yeah, basically? Yeah, everybody gets then, paid. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it just determines on how high up you are and yeah, based how much on I take from the door and, and right. things like that. So you kind of just split that among all the, the people. Pretty much, yeah. Around, yeah. That's a good model. Yeah. Yeah. Different shows pay more money. Like uh, if if I'm doing a show in Calabogie or something like that or a Legion show or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I usually throw more in because we end up getting paid more. So Yeah. How do you, when you're talking with the comedians and that, are you, do you let them know it's variable or is it always like an upfront value? It's I kind usually of come up like an just, upfront price. Yeah. And just ahead of time, because there is a lot of shows still that, you know, they'll, they, most of them will pay hosts and features. Some of them don't necessarily pay anybody or they pay what they can and this yeah. sort of thing. And that's great, too. But 
so that's nice too. I mean, I, I'm no an even hotter commodity than stage time is paid stage. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can offer that to people, that's really nice to, to be able to do that. And so you've been doing this one show uh, very successfully for 11 years. You uh, say, nine right? years. Or nine yeah. years. So I know I thought you said 11. So nine years. And have you thought about doing any other shows or did it ever grow past the oh, one yeah. Friday a month, the last Friday of the month, or was it? Uh, the yeah. Friday a month, like the, yeah. the monthly show is a consistent one, but mm-hmm. uh, do like uh, Christmas parties, uh, private stuff or private a lot of private functions Mm -hmm. uh fundraisers a lot of fundraisers uh legion shows um stuff like that yeah we've raised money for a lot of people and a lot in the community Mm -hmm. um that's very nice yeah so you do like uh like for once for charity as well like you yeah quite a bit for charity and everything and uh any specific charities that you guys Uh, tend to support regularly or we've uh worked with like uh like special olympics um people uh back there here in ottawa not long ago right uh, they, had some, they had some special olympic events here in ottawa a few years oh, ago i'm not sure something. okay can't remember for sure but... um there's a like a home for uh mentally challenged adults mm-hmm. uh in carlton place that we we raised uh a couple thousand for it that's fantastic uh raised money with hometown hearts um all sorts of that's great like that. no yeah that's awesome that's uh, a good way to contribute and give back in the community and it's yeah. a, a good thing you know i think it means a lot too to comedians if they know that they can contribute to something like that and that they can uh, share their time in a way that provides something for people and can raise money for somebody else yeah is really yeah. nice too yeah and when you uh, with these shows do you find again is it usually them approaching you or how does that kind of work uh, kind of a lot of times it's them approaching us yeah. but uh we've uh like i work with a couple of comedians on on the uh fundraisers like consistently mm-hmm. and uh most of the time it's somebody contacting one of us and then we kind of get the thing going but yeah like they have an event they want to plan yeah. something they'd like some uh, entertainment and uh, but we're looking to do more like mm-hmm. uh, around lanark like uh, around the entire area, like different uh, charities or fundraisers or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, people keep that in mind if <laughs> if you're looking. That that's great. Is there? Yeah. Like, what's your hope for the continuation of the show? You want to keep doing what you're doing? Is there any major future plans for for what you've got going on uh, right now? Or uh, maybe some bigger tours in the future, like mm-hmm. uh, spread out a little bit, do more of uh, the Lanark County and the area. Yeah. So get like uh, a camp of guys, like four or guys, girls, women, you know, everybody, like uh, say four or five people, and then bring them around, do yeah. a bunch of shows, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, book that. That'd be cool. You have you done something like this before? Or? Uh, I've done shows in Perth, uh, Smith Falls, Calabogie, mm-hmm. uh, kind of all, Almont, uh, mm-hmm. Carlton Place, a ton of them. Um, yeah, just all over. Now, what uh, taking it way back? What got you into comedy in the first place have you always been a fan of doing comedy yeah i've always been a fan and just decided to try it one time well it took a a long time to to get up the nerve and Mm -hmm. then uh just i did a had a great set the first time and just where was your first set uh it was at yuck yucks at yuck yucks mine too and i i just loved it and i've been hooked ever since i know the feeling Yeah, yeah i think a lot of people end up that way yeah 
yeah, I had the same thing. And that's when I think where I was saying, I think I met you like many years back because I, I did start doing comedy uh, six over six years ago. Okay. And then I just had a few years off because I was busy with school and everything and all these other commitments. But yeah, at Yuck Yucks probably back then. And uh, I think a lot of people get their jump out there. My first yeah. few were always, yeah, Yuck Yucks and uh, over at Absolute. But then now there's a lot, lots of indie shows and a lot of, opportunity like that available for people oh yeah for sure uh, which is exciting and especially new comics and part of me one of the motivations for the show is just the amount of demand that there is for comedy in the city mm -hmm. is amazing and there's so many people who want to get on stage there's a lot of people who've been doing it for many years who are you know veterans and, and still competing for stage time and you yeah know, getting better but they're uh, and then there's people who've you know come on recently in the last six months to a year, two years, who are like really on on fire right now, so to speak, in terms of doing the the Ottawa circuit, and that uh, it's a it's a big time I think for comedy, especially from when I'd started, and there really yeah. was only a couple of uh, other shows available outside of the clubs, so it's uh, the more the better I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so. When was your first time that you did comedy there? Was that a long time uh, ago now? It's got to be like nine, ten years ago now. Yeah. Um, so it kind of co so so you did you start doing comedy before you started running a show? Then, yeah, right? yeah. I just I kind of wanted more stage time, so mm -hmm. that's, so I kind of created my own stage kind of thing. That's fantastic. Yeah, I see that that's happened with a few people. So I had Janelle on uh, recently too, and she had started doing comedy. She had her first set, and it was like shortly thereafter her first set like i think it was the same evening if i recall that uh, her sister twin sister who works at the diner eddie's diner said hey uh you know i talked to the owner of the place and he said you could run a show here if you want okay and like right after and so and then it was her also just that drive to be able to be on stage more often yeah and uh, i tried doing the same thing a long time ago too it was me and my buddy we and we started the uh, Carlton, as in the university, the Carlton Comedy Club. So okay. when we were students there, we had there's opportunities to create clubs, and then the clubs will give you some funding and stuff like that. The university will give you some money to op do your operations because you're an official university club. As long as you have uh, uh, ten students as members, and you have to have a president and whatever, it's all. Like, so we did that, and, and again, it was the same drive. We started doing comedy. We're like, oh, well, we could start booking shows on campus, mm -hmm. and that would be fun, and, and we get more time. And then there was so much pushback, and it actually didn't end up working out because I guess they'd done comedy there a long time ago, and it was not PC enough for school, I suppose. Oh, really? And, uh, something. So then they were too worried about booking shows and that, and then, you know. But now there's so much available. We just uh, we're good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm just gonna close that window real quick. Yeah, yeah it was drafting in. I thought it would be get, oh. get hot, real hot in here, but uh... I was wondering why my feet were getting cold. Yeah, it's a little drafty. It's a bit too cold out for that today. It's usually nice to have like a, a bit of a yeah bit of air coming through, but. Uh... Yeah. So some of the other things I was thinking about uh, in terms of the shows, I guess, uh, just logistics about the show. Like how many how many seats does the venue hold that you that you run out of? Like that sort of thing. How uh, the monthly over? show does uh, uh, about forty five fifty. Yeah. 
And what's the the setting like? It's mostly uh, pub style. Yeah, it's a pub yeah. style. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got a little stage, a little uh, spotlight, mm-hmm. uh, mic, and you know, sound system. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty low tech, but it does. It's got everything that you need, right? Yeah. So, and so you must have done like hundreds of shows by now, then I guess. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The time, yeah, and any. I, I, I was going to say, that put, puts people on the spot. I was going to say, any, like, super remarkable comics, I'm sure lots of them are remarkable and great comics that come through, but anybody that really, uh, that you remember doing, just, like, out of all the years? Uh, my favorite was uh, Mike McDonald. He used to do our show quite a bit. Oh, wow. And, that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. He's yeah. amazing. And he's always been a legend, and I've mm. always been a huge fan of his, and to be able to work with him like that was unbelievable and he took it in stride it was like that's back when when i kind of first started the room kind of Mm -hmm. thing and we had nothing but like a guitar app and a porno lamp you know (laughs) and and so he he, he was kind of integral in the beginning of the whole thing yeah yeah Uh, he he launched it for sure when you get guys like him coming out and people really want to be there yeah. yeah Yeah, so I mean, if you if you had a reputation like that with Mike McDonald's, you must have had quite a lot of other really good comics over the time that have come through. Oh yeah, I imagine. yeah, Absolutely. a lot of a lot of uh, all so of, all Otto's best. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched uh, like careers just start on fire, like guys like Adrian Kronk. Yeah, uh, uh, Kyle Brownrigg started out there. Yeah, uh, so those were the guys who I was really. I mean, I still admire them today, but who I was really admiring when I first started out too, because they were. You know, uh, this was, you know, they were as young as we're about, we're around the same age, me and those guys. And um, they were already sort of like featuring at Yuck Yucks when I was yeah. just starting as an open mic. And I really looked up to them, like doing shows. I did a few with Kronk there and with Kyle. And uh, now, like you said, yeah, they've really, their careers have done quite well. Yeah. Um, Kyle, out, he's out in Toronto now. And I think Adrian is too. And, yeah. Yeah. He had that one show where he opened for Russell Peters here yeah, in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Amazing. So, so those guys were they were really there a lot too back in yeah back when yeah, they were here. That's in kind of when they were first starting mm-hmm. out, you know, and yeah, they were getting their teeth, yeah, right, getting out there, really driving, uh, yeah, driving that show. Then just that's, learning, yeah. learning the craft and mm-hmm. getting their stage time any way they could back then. Mm-hmm. So. How, did you have a relationship with Mike McDonald before or somewhere? Like, or you knew him through comedy? I knew him through comedy. Mm-hmm. And kind of got him out a couple of times. And He had a good time. He liked what he was doing. He yeah. kept on doing it, basically. Yeah. yeah, is that right? Nice. How often do you do you perform now? Do you, do you still like to perform a lot yourself? Or? Uh, I don't do a lot in Carlton Place anymore. Mm-hmm. It's because pretty much everybody's, everybody's seen me. Everybody's seen you. So, yeah, you feel... Yeah, how do you get around that? Uh, you just you, you have to go outside of the your your main area. Is that how you yeah, feel about it? Basically? I'll go into Ottawa or yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's the catch twenty two, isn't it? Right. So it's an interesting conversation that comes up in comedy a lot. Actually, is you know about doing new material, mm-hmm. and in your area, that totally makes sense. I feel you know you go to Yuck Yucks, for instance. And you can see people doing the same jokes many, many times if you mm-hmm. go often. And if you're a comedian, you go often enough that you will see people do the same jokes. And I think 
as a comedian, I totally understand that that's, that's the norm. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's okay. You have to do the same jokes over and over again to get them good. And then other people, they look at this and they're like, oh, I was there, you know, the one time and I saw the same guy. He did the same jokes. It's like, well, yeah. So yeah. If you went and saw a musician, and you, is he going to write like a new song for you for yeah. every every time that you went out <laughs> and saw? It doesn't work that way. It's you got to do the same stuff. You got to practice. Um, but then, yeah, you, you, I do feel that way. I'm constantly t- testing new material whenever mm-hmm. I go out. I, I'm just because. I write more than I have stage time. Okay. So when I get out there, I'm just always doing new things. And I am perfecting certain other things, but I, I feel the way I practice, I, I do a lot of rehearsal and stuff, like acting style rehearsal, and then get out there and do the do the do on the stage and practice. And once I've done it enough times, I feel like it's good, but I'll still work in new jokes in the middles and right. stuff like that, right? Uh, to keep it fresh and part of that is really just because it's yeah i know my friends i'm dragging them out to shows and then they're going to see me do the same thing over and over and over again i feel like if i'm gonna drag them out to a show if i'm gonna really promote it and, and get lots of people out there i should do some new stuff when i can yeah but in reality if you're showing up at a yuck Yucks club or really anywhere that you're doing a show it's going to be a new audience every time that you're there practically yeah so, most of the time yeah uh but when, maybe not as much with, with no, your area. No. Exactly. But when you've got turnover, like the clubs, we were trying to work it out one day, me, me and my buddy Arash, we were looking at the night. So, like, we, we were doing um, a show at Yuck Yucks. We were both there on the same night. And then we were thinking, okay, there's this show here. And then there was people doing that show, leaving to head to another one after. And then we were just trying to think how many hours and spots. Like, there's such a massive amount now going on and how many – patrons would be seen in a given week even mm-hmm. like probably over 2000 people in Ottawa watching comedy every single week if you look at all the indie venues all the clubs and everybody that's going on now it's uh, it's a yeah, lot it's of people going to, to comedy yeah it's at least, it's got to be at least a thousand i mean that's it's half of what i just said yeah. <laughs> but i mean i'm i'm thinking you get uh, it, it all adds up if you were to take it over the whole week for instance and especially over a month that's a lot of interest right and demand that i don't know like do you feel that there was always as high a demand from customers for comedy uh no no, like years ago it was it was hard to get people out like in some of the like some of the indie rooms um you'd be playing to just comics yeah bartender you know and Mm -hmm. still happens for some yeah yeah sometimes that there's been a lot of shows like that Mm -hmm. uh that's part of the game uh... i find the smaller towns if the people hear about it before you like if they know you're coming they'll show up there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh like we did shows in calabogie and the bar holds 120 people and it was completely packed and there's 800 people in calabogie <laughs> so it's uh it's very popular then they yeah. want to get out there it's a we good event an eighth of the population coming out <laughs> for a show you know it's that's amazing yeah that's a it's a I'm sure on your end, it must be a, a lot in part to the reputation that you've established out there with the show. Yeah. And, uh, do you think, like you said, so even many years ago, it was it was harder to get people out to shows. Uh, what's changed, do you think? Is it the, the fact that Ottawa has now got such well-established comedians? I think, so. I think it's like uh, established venues now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like a pe- person would do it for two months and then, oh, nobody showed up the first month or... And then they just give it up, you know. Mm. But uh, it seems like people have been just consistently doing it now, and 
people know there's a show there now, so they show up. Yeah, if you make it, they will come, Yeah, uh, I guess. But, yeah, you got to keep on making it, keep on doing it. If you expect – I mean, some people I, I've talked to have been successful even on their first shows, and I, I all, all the power to them. But yeah. if you get discouraged after running a couple shows that didn't go so well, then it's you know it's not the right business for you. Right. right? <laughs> so, or, you know, if you just wanted to try it and then you didn't enjoy it, that's fine too. You tried it, but uh, better to get out early maybe. But yeah. if you if you do like it, what would you say? Do you have a preference to producing shows versus performing if you, if you have uh, to say? It's, I, I love doing both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love performing. I like And I love meeting new comics and uh, just running a great show. Yeah, you just like that that feeling, the sensation yeah. when you when you have it, a good show, a good set. Yeah. Do you perform, or I guess, or I see that like on your own shows, not much anymore, right? Not so much uh, anymore now. Yeah, and uh, where do you have a favorite venue out here that you try to get to when you do? Or? Uh, I love going to Absolute. I mm-hmm. I just it's I don't know the stage is just fun, you know. Exactly. Yeah, the upstairs one or the downstairs. The or upstairs yeah. one. I mean, that that's my favorite one i gotta say yeah. too and it's no offense to any of the other venues or exactly. clubs but it's just so it's a perfect room for it yeah uh, it feels nice up there it, it fills up it seats a lot of people yeah uh, it's a real treat i think uh, any of the club shows specifically too are, are a real treat yeah and i say that too in the sense of like i feel a bit spoiled there you know, like uh, the crowds are too good to me sometimes yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Which, really hard to bomb mm-hmm so that that feels good as a yeah. comedian, that's for sure. When you get in there and you you have a good, but it puts a little more pressure on. You make sure you want to do better, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why everybody's getting better too, because there's such a demand now. There really is that level of uh, capitalistic and competition happening, where yeah. the people are everyone is trying a bit harder and, and doing a bit more, and. Uh, now there's a few of these like comedy schools and things happening okay. around, but I don't know. I think if, if it's something that interests you and it's a way that you're good at learning, maybe do it. But uh, I'm among most of the people who seem to say, you know, if if you want to do comedy, you just got to go in and you got to do it. Yeah, I don't think you can be taught. Not really, yeah. No, you're there's, either funny or you're not. Exactly, yeah, you just got to have it. Uh, there's some things you can learn which yeah. i find is best from from watching the comedy watch what the pros do watch what your your favorite comedians do your favorite amateurs the people that you you kind of look up to and try to emulate it not like take their jokes but try to do look at the things they're doing how are they changing yeah. their behaviors their voices what are they what's the cadence they're working with all these little things that can make you a better comedian i think do you have a method, so to speak, to your, your writing and your comedy? Oh, not really. I'm just kind of being myself. How do you go about your writing? Is it like uh, a process? It's mostly I take from real life, mm-hmm. like uh, experiences I've had. I embellish them a little bit, but mm-hmm. for the most part, the jokes are true, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do my best to do the same. Uh do you have a specific like process when you're once you've got a, a joke or an idea for a joke or a premise do you like write out a whole bit for it or do you take that premise on stage and just try to talk it out when you're up there and i usually it? try to talk it out mm-hmm. and then i tweak it a little bit here and there mm-hmm. um until it becomes what it is yeah you know? 
do you find do you ever rehearse your jokes or, or anything like this or? uh most of the time it's in the car ride down hmm. you know mm-hmm. on the way to the yeah. to a show excuse me yeah just to uh, keep it fresh a little uh, bit like I, I talk it out in mm-hmm. the car and yeah i try to do that if i'm lucky on the days when i book a show i can have a few hours off of work in the afternoon or something or i, I spend a bit more time focusing on the jokes that i i want to do so i'll generally have in mind like a set that i want to do if it's six minutes or if it's 10 minutes mm-hmm. I, I know what jokes i i kind of want to fit in and i roughly know how long they take so i try to write the setup this way and this would be i guess in like the week leading up to the show as well you know i kind of try to decide what it is that i want to which jokes i want to do which bits and then put that together into you know i'm going to try to do all these ones and if i can i I like to make like a nice uh, cohesive piece so like there's some themes i mean like I've got so many different jokes I can piece them together in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But if there's certain things that go together, I try to put it together. But then there's certain things that, you know, they they go together, but because they're all dick jokes. But you don't want to tell three dick jokes in right. the same set, so <laughs> it's like not the right kind of uh, cohesiveness that I'm looking for. And then I like to practice that a few times, or like kind of rehearse that, so just for the memorization point of view, and then work on the voice yeah. and uh, and all that. But. I do see a lot of veteran comics even too who will they they'll still take notes up but I also think it's cuz they think they've earned the reputation they'll take notes or they'll they're working on brand new stuff yeah. and everybody knows that too right. right and some people are able to do that so casually that the audience doesn't even catch it or, or yeah. not, maybe not catch it but not care of it they, it doesn't they pay no mind to it mhm Let's see which other. I think we've covered quite a lot of the uh, the questions here. How do you find? Uh, so you said you charge five dollars uh, for the show. That's been standard always, too, usually. Or? Uh, it's been standard for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was a free show, but uh, I found the audience doesn't respect it as much mm-hmm. as if they pay for it. Did you see any of that conversation on? It's probably, I mean, there was one recently. It's probably been ongoing for a long time on the Ottawa comedy community about this, the controversy about whether you should or shouldn't pay comics. And I guess there, there was a new potential show starting up that was talking about not paying, or sorry, not paying comics, not charging at the door, rather. That's two separate conversations, but not charging anything for the show. And they decided, you know, most people are saying, no, you, out of experience, you know, they've said, it doesn't seem to work well if you don't charge anything at the door. Yeah, they don't really take it as serious as they should. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you got to put a value on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've noticed since we started uh, charging, mm-hmm. um, it's like they pay more attention. There's less chatter. There's less people talking mm-hmm. uh, to the comics, you know. It's um, more of a comedy. Yeah. Uh, like, it has, it has a more intimate comedy feel than people coming to the pub that have, has comedy going on right know, it's more of a set show or, yeah you know, yeah so how did, how did you pay comics before if you didn't uh, uh the bars always paid me okay so. so the bars were able to without having to necessarily have the door charged right. and stuff that's nice that because uh, that's a big hurdle for a lot of people and a lot of shows for yeah. shows i mean not sensibly so they don't have a lot of funding right off the bat right you know? it's, if uh, the venue's not backing you and it's not going to work mm-hmm. like the ven- venue has to back you mm-hmm. 
You've, yeah, that that was a big deal for you. What do you notice any big change from when you had to? <coughs> excuse me, from before you were charging to after you're charging, or uh, other than like the you know the level of attention that, that people were paying. Not out. really. Uh, it's basically the same crowd. Nobody was really opposed to it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the like my regulars wanted me to charge to shut people up. So okay, it was almost welcomed when i That's when i fair. did it so a bit of it was even yeah like you had feedback from people that yeah. this is a good you, you should yeah uh, so you felt good about it when you did yeah. it anyways it wasn't yeah. and i think it's a really i mean five dollars is a very reasonable amount to yeah. ask for what it is it's the same amount pretty much any bar would charge cover just to go to the bar on mm-hmm. a friday or saturday night uh, at least you know if you're downtown or something right you're gonna have to charge this amount just to get inside yeah uh, without entertainment, or maybe there is or isn't. Well, I figure if you can't afford five bucks, you probably shouldn't be out drinking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You uh, do you find a lot of people will buy buy food and drink when they're at the show too? Or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They come for supper mm-hmm. and they stay after the show. It's probably one of the better nights for the bar for sure. So yeah, they always they do well that night. Yeah, right? it definitely is a good back yeah. and f- give and take relationship oh, between yeah. the bar and between. Uh, the comics the you as the producer and all. yeah and mark at the gastro pub has been awesome mm-hmm. like he's totally behind it supported yeah. it 100 percent. has it been you two for the whole time mostly or, uh you I've said been, you started somewhere else i started first? somewhere else but that pub closed down so mm-hmm. basically the following month i went to the next one and mark from the gastro pub approached me mm-hmm. about just moving the show and it was yeah for sure that's great. So, he was on board, and uh, yeah, yeah. Do you guys like? Do you do anything with the public outside of the comedy, uh, or is your main role with them that you know one one day of the month that you? Oh, uh, so well, usually the one day a month mm-hmm. with them. Uh, well, we were talking about making like at a biweekly or something like mm-hmm. that, but I don't know if there's if the town's not big enough. Yeah, enough demand. But yeah, do you guys like? From a so he's the owner, right? yeah. And uh, what sort of relationship do you guys have? It's just the like your pals, friends, business partners in any sense, or it's more just that you have this ongoing comedy relationship. Uh, and, it's an ongoing uh, comedy right? relationship yeah. and a, and a friendship yeah. as well. Like it's we've been known each other for years now, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a That's a friendship. Fair, yeah. And he's given me full reign to do whatever mm-hmm. I want with the show. You know, mm-hmm. I could have in prop comics magicians mm-hmm. whatever i want you know and nice he let just lets yeah. me go it's a good mutual uh, support yeah. there yeah half the time he's not there so he's he trusts me for mm-hmm. to put on a show nice yeah that's because one of the things i'm curious about because it is it seems a lot of the at least everyone i've met so far the people who are producing the shows aren't the owners of the venues it's usually not the owner who's really in charge they yeah. it's so it's often a two-part relationship there is a producer involved and i've been curious about yeah how they manage that relationship because some people they might not have had the liberty of knowing them for a long time it's a new show i know people who've just started shows for the last few months and so how do you uh, how do you manage that type of relationship from a business and entrepreneur point of view as a a producer and uh, what's your take on uh, the idea of paying comics, not paying comics, pro comics for amateur comics, obviously, or uh, features, hosts, and that sort of thing. I think everybody should be paid. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it, you're doing a job, you know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 
That's you're, the dream. Yeah, you're nice if you're bringing in. Paid. I I mm-hmm. can see like like yuck yucks and absolute not paying for amateur night mm-hmm. because that's kind of payment itself, you know. Exactly. Um, like the nights like designed that way. Yeah, it's, it's made to to but, bring in amateurs. But an indie yeah. show, like if you're bringing a crowd in for a pub, say, uh, like the pub's gonna pay a band. Mm-hmm. Why would he not pay comics? You know. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same. Yeah, and it's weird that we even have to make these arguments as comics. It's uh, trying to be recognized as our own art and entertainment yeah. almost outside of just if you're outside of a comedy club. Like um, even if it's five bucks, you know, it's still mm-hmm. it's something. You know? And that goes a long way if you get, you know, 20, 40 people in the door, 50 people in. Yeah. Uh, that can go a long way to help compensate for the comedians and everything mm-hmm. else that's going on there. Like at least a drink, you know, like mm-hmm. some kind of compensation for yeah. your for your time and effort. Yeah, I like the, some of the bars will do that. Or, you know, the diners, bars, the clubs, they, they'll offer a drink or something. It's nice even. I think the comics appreciate anything. Mm-hmm. A little Something goes a long way you know to, to bring you out and in the best case scenario you're, you're getting paid right right that's, that's when you start to but i think because it's so saturated now in a way like there's so many comedians and there's only so much stage time right that in a way the supply uh, outweighs the demand and that technically you know free market wise re- reduces the value of yeah. the comedian and makes it possible for venues to have lots of uh, people coming and performing for free mm-hmm. um, but like you, you said and obviously there is a, an inherent intrinsic value in the stage time itself being there getting the practice doing yeah. that that's something you can't stand in your living room and do a set you know right. like you could practice but it's not the same so but like uh like for places like like absolute or yuck yucks mm-hmm. like uh i can see them wanting to see what they're getting before they're going to start paying you. Yeah, that too. Like, uh, those are like launching pads, but a place like a pub isn't really, like Simon Cowell's not going to be in there looking Mm -hmm. for talent, you know, things like that. So, yeah, those people should, like, you should be paid in a pub. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too, that at the club you might have the opportunity that not only the audience sees you, it allows yourself to build a reputation and following with the audience or social media and other things, mm-hmm. but also that maybe somebody was there who saw you, yeah. who was really enjoyed your set, and that this person has some, you know, talent ties, and, mm-hmm. and that ends up being a break for you. Or the, I mean, that person might be Howard himself, or might be Jason. You know, right. it could be them themselves that see you, and they were, and that is what happens for a lot of people, right? And pretty much everybody starts at the amateur nights, mm-hmm. uh, unless you like move in from Toronto or Montreal and you're already a comedian or right. something. Everybody's starts at the amateur. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I think there was. Yeah, so outside of this one show, you said you've done a lot of these other, like, satellite shows for charities and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's been consistently the same same bar, same people. Yeah. Same one, yeah. And maybe you'll take some tour or something like that. Or, right. Yeah. And how do you think you go about choosing comics for, for these things as well? Like, you've uh, found people that you've been working with? Yeah, or? usually people I've been working with. Like, if it's, a, if it's my reputation... 
in a new venue, like a new, like outside of Carlton mm-hmm. Place. Uh, I'm not going to take the chance on somebody I don't really know, so it's going to be mm-hmm. a person I know. And how do you approach those new venues like that? Uh, a lot of calls. Um, to different of, different venues, finding the right person, getting yeah, out of the manager. Uh, it's it's different now than what mm-hmm. it was. Like when I first started, it was emails, calling, going in, just pounding the pavement. And now yeah. it's kind of people contacting me. So it's nice turn of events. About how long into doing it do you think it finally sort of shifted the other way? Oh, it, it was a few years, mm-hmm. probably two or three years at least mm-hmm. before. Uh, before people started contacting me now at this point when you want to go to those other places you've already have venues you've been to i guess you usually try to reconnect with them yeah yeah quite a few of them are like that um yeah bars have come and gone Mm -hmm. you know when uh, like if you if you apply for a job they want to see your references or something right when you go to a new approach somebody like is there some sort of like comic bar referral system that they're going to say hey well, how, why don't i'll chat with one of these other people or is it just uh built on the back of the own reputation and uh, uh, i'd like to say a lot of it's for my reputation yeah. but uh a lot of people have never heard of me either but uh so yeah you gotta you gotta sell it to them a lot of times like some of the newer venues mm-hmm. uh i don't know a lot of people are afraid to have comedy and sometimes in these smaller towns mm-hmm. like uh especially if the bar's not doing that well and it seems like they're the ones that contact you are the mm-hmm. the bars that are on their way down you know why do you think that is uh last ditch effort i guess mm-hmm. some of them uh not not the bars in carlton place but i've had like other like bars in perth and mm-hmm. things like that are that are kind of on their way out they reach out to you looking for some sort of maybe uh yeah some something to pull them out or yeah no is their thought process that they want to like convert into a comedy bar that just maybe this would start bringing more customers and finally and that they kind of like maybe a comedy night might yeah bring back the customers or Mm -hmm. something like that Hmm. and a a lot of times it, it works yeah, and you said, uh, oh, like it's helped revive. It's helped revive some places. A bit some places right? have. Yeah, if they, yeah, I mean, it's naturally that some places might just lose some business now and again. Yeah. If they're still a good overall establishment, people will. They could rejuvenate that interest. Yeah. I think right, uh, yeah. and a lot of them will do it. Like, uh, call it or cottage country. They'll contact mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. in in the slow times, you know, and like in the winter, maybe to get people out to for a comedy night you know mm-hmm. just uh and you said in some of those towns there it's like harder uh hard to get people or they're they scared to do comedy you think like why do you think that might be uh i i guess if you only have six people in your bar at any given night you know that you don't want to pay x amount of dollars to get a entertainment in and right have okay. six people you know yeah okay so they're scared more of the the risk yeah. factor than it is like about language or pc right. or uh, that kind of thing is that yeah you get away with a lot more in the small towns pc wise right. yeah that would make sense maybe that'd be a be a fun reason to just venture out there and yeah. get to <laughs> get wild with uh, with it maybe but okay so yeah it's more of a risk factor eh? they're, they're worried they're not going to make back their right what they're putting in they're already maybe not doing so well as a business uh, and 
they're going to spend money and not get their investment back or something. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And I guess, like you said, out, out in that area, it is pretty much in the way the demand is. You, you would have to pay them. It's not like you could just have free entertainment to, right. to come out and, and do something. So, well, that would be... Uh, yeah, how far is that from here, by the way? Like about... Uh, uh, like Carlton Place is about 50 kilometers from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lanark County in general is fairly large but mm-hmm. uh probably within 100 kilometers anyway so. okay so lots going on around yeah. each of these little spots and uh, is there other shows going on the outside of your own not, uh, not in my area no plug them that, not that i'm aware of yeah. anyway so you're kind of the the main uh, i mean this from what i've heard of is as well that's the main show that goes on yeah there's the carlton play show and yeah do you ever uh Get, have, are, you, are you very aware much of any of these all these new ones that have been popping up around Ottawa lately? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I'm not aware of all of them. But yeah, I mean, I, a few so of them. Many. Yeah, I'm becoming more of aware of them because of since I've been doing this show, I've been starting to do research to find uh, other ones that I hadn't even really heard of yet. And there's some that I definitely had heard of or I had heard things, and I just haven't done them. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean I hadn't done the venue. Like I've done a lot of the, those shows, and I because I like to, you know stage time and it's right. just another way for me to get out see the new venues and meet comics and, and everything and uh but then there were so many i hadn't done and i'm like well now that i'm aware how many shows are i was like i see how some of these guys are out there almost every night of the week like they yeah. are really going for it now but have you had many uh local newer ottawa guys come come recently that you can remember anyone uh at the contest, I've had a, quite a few local, yeah. like newer guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically what it's for, is so I can see the newer guys. Right. Okay. Because I don't get out as much as I should, really, to the clubs and to the other yeah indie shows. So I don't really know who anybody is anymore. Yeah, you're a bit farther out there. You, you're from that area, yeah. Yeah, I live yeah. there. Yeah. But um, was there a time when you you were here more regularly? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah when I was first starting out, I was here constantly. Mm-hmm. Still living out there, you just yeah. drive in all the time, yeah. doing shows, and yeah. What? Um, oh, yes, yeah. The uh, the Ottawa guys though in the, at the competition. Any anyone that you remember? Do you remember who won the last ones? Uh, uh, Miller Crosby won, mm-hmm. and uh, Rory Gardner came in second. And Rory, okay, good for him. Yeah, Rory. I think he came in second or like top five or something. Yeah, yeah he did quite well. At absolutely. Yeah. Recently too. Yeah, I was on the first night with him uh, of that competition with like Rory and well, everybody else, like eight other people. Uh, I didn't place, which was fine. I think I, I was still spoiled with the show. It was still a great set. There was like 150 people. It yeah. was fully sold out. It was still so much fun. And it's just a testament uh, well, that's so cocked to say. I was just saying, I felt really good about my show, and the fact that I didn't even place, I was gonna say, is like a testament to just how good everyone else yeah. is doing too. And I think everybody, it was a really fire show. The lineup was insane. That whole competition. I mean, now when I think there was what maybe thirty, thirty two people or thirty six people in the absolute competition. Okay, and. Even that, I mean, that that was tight. And, like, of those people who were in there were, like, everybody was amazing. And then the Yuck Yucks one, though, I think had, like, 80 
or something, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, way you, up there, yeah. yeah. Did you get out to some of the, the competition nights? Uh, at all? I did the Yuck Yucks one. Yeah. I was also, I was there for a couple of those because I didn't get drawn. Okay. Um, actually, it was kind of funny. I, <laughs> I was so... I, I was like waiting. I was excited. I was hoping I'd be drawn, obviously. And so I was there on the night that they were doing the drawing, and they were they kept pulling names. I didn't know how many people they were going to draw. I swear that they were at like seventy people, and yeah, they were still was, like it was up there. And then they hadn't drawn my name yet, and I was like, oh well, if they're maybe I'll be one of the last ones. And then there was a guy who was like Mike Buckman. I'm Matt Buchanan. Mm-hmm. There was like a Mike Buckman or something like that. And then another guy, Matt Santos. And I know he got drawn. And those were the last two names drawn of the whole thing. So there's two la- two names left of the whole evening. And then I hear them, they go like, Mike Buckman. And for a second, I was like, oh, the- the shit, not me. And then they're <laughs> like, Matt Santo, and so twice the last two I was like uh oh, and neither of them were me i was like oh well that's the way she goes I, i've been in the yuck kicks one before yeah. not, not this past year but uh did you do the competition yourself any of the years the yuck kicks are absolute or uh, i've done both yeah you've done them yet this year or no i did uh uh yuck yucks this year the yuck kicks one this year okay how'd that go for you this time around uh, i got crowd choice but Okay, that's, that's nice. I mean, that's yeah. uh, at the end of the day, the crowd uh, the crowd chooses yeah. who is uh, who's funny. Yeah, that's cool. Um, those are also a nice. That's only been what? Oh no, it has been quite a while. I guess I'm trying to think how many years they've been keeping the competition going. Oh, they've been going a while. Yeah. Yeah, another good way to yeah sort of showcase the the guys, get everybody out, and you get a little yeah. bit more time at the yuck yucks one. Mm-hmm. So I think you get eight minutes or. As mm-hmm. opposed to six, so yeah, and then if you go on, if you place to the next round, I think each round you get a little more time or something, something like right? That. So it's like you, now you're on to eight, and then the, by the final round, because then it would only be like four people a night or something, and then you're on to yeah. twelve minutes or something like that. So uh, it's a good system. I mean, they they clearly know what they're doing, and right. it, it works out with these competitions, and it gives the winner and the the runner-ups a little bit of clout and something to you know put on their comedy resume, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, do you find that being a producer of a show gives you a bit of pull and know-how in the comedy scene, or anyway? Uh, I'm is not it just sure. A, I don't. I don't know, not with the clubs. Yeah. I don't think. It's just people are aware of you. They know you. Yeah. That sort of thing, and uh, like they've heard of you at least, which is that's a big start for a lot of people. Most yeah. people don't even can't even say that. So, yeah. Now, the show that you do there, you get a lot of locals, I bet, uh, in your area, in Carlton Place. Mm-hmm. But do many of them, if any of them, do you find, are you aware if any of them come out to Ottawa? Or uh, will they come out if it's like a big comedian at the NAC or something, or like a big weekend oh, yeah, booking they, at Yuck Oh, yeah, they Yucks, go watch or, comedy in, Carl- yeah. in Ottawa all the time. Yeah. So they're just, in general, comedy lovers. Yeah. Right? yeah. They're, they're there for the scene, and they enjoy consuming mm-hmm. the... This yeah, they'll, art. they'll come out to see bigger names or even go to the, the club so quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can always uh, expect a pretty good night at, mm-hmm. at one of those ones. Yeah, right? for sure. But one of the things I realized, there is a lot of effort lately for the indie shows going into people doing their own marketing and social media marketing is, is I'd say, the main one. I don't think anybody's really flyering anymore and stuff. Maybe no. a little bit out there, but... Um, Oh, and all this to, to like get people out to shows and you're you're lucky now I guess that you're at this point where you don't have to have to do as much of that. But one thing I've realized just is that there are so many shows and even as a comedian, so many that I wasn't aware of and 
there's not really any one place that you can just go and find like the comedy yellow pages of, of all the shows that are going on and when they're uh, happening. I think Ottawa Comedy has a, a doc, like a document in it. that. Okay, I've seen has... some of the, yeah, like, that is probably the best place. Yeah. yeah. But, and I, I guess to that end, what I was getting at is not so much for the public. For comedians, if you're in the Ottawa Comedy community, uh, it's pretty it's pretty open and you can find most of the stuff mm-hmm. in there from what I found now. Once you really... Uh, look through it and it was a while actually before i while i was on the group before i realized that they had that like hosting doc page yeah. you can go over and, and there actually is like a description of a lot of stuff but for the general public if you're and that's again one of the other reasons for the show is i want to make this very accessible i want to put attention on each of the people like yourself who are doing these awesome things in ottawa bringing people out because if it weren't for people like yourself there wouldn't be these shows happening there wouldn't be that type of entertainment in carlton place and there wouldn't be as much going on here in ottawa for other people to go to and it's an important thing what you're doing and i think it's exciting and it's good for the culture and for the comedy scene Mm -hmm. and, and the whole art scene in ottawa in general to be built up off these types of shows so for if, if there was a way for the public to be more aware of it, and this is yeah. my, my effort in trying to help contribute to that, I guess. And, yeah. I think like uh, every every producer's tried that same thing, you know, mm-hmm. just to get get the word out. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to to get to get it out there, especially in the city. I imagine Cause there's so many so much choice, you know. Like a, it's a burden least, of choice, yeah. At least yeah. where I am, it's kind of the only game in town kind of mm-hmm. thing. So uh, I d- wouldn't even know how to do it if I lived in Ottawa. You don't, yeah. Why do you think that is? It's just... Uh... Just because, uh, like, in Carlton Place, there's only, like, maybe five bars, you know? Okay. So you're already limited a bit in, yeah. in the choice there, so it kind of narrows down the possibilities. And the so. population mm-hmm. is quite a bit smaller, and it's a little yeah. easier to get the, the word out. You know, you can just kind of yell it in the street, you know, <laughs> and people will know. Yeah. Whereas here, it's over a million people, you know, it kind of gets gets lost. Yeah, it gets, uh, it really does. Like, I, I've ran, and I've talked to other people who've run some social media campaigns, uh, which these days can be as simple as just, you know, creating an advertisement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you pay $20, $25, and you put it out, and then it, it shows up on people's news feeds yeah. on Facebook and yeah, Instagram that's and stuff. probably and, the only way you'll do it. Yeah, even that, though, I mean, $25 in, it, it, it's certainly cheap advertising compared to anything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like newspaper flyering and all that kind of stuff. But even that, I mean, like you said, there are a million people here. You pay about $25, you might reach like 2,000 people, mm-hmm. three, 4,000 tops people over the course of a week or something. Uh, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but that many, 4,000 people out of a million, uh, yeah. how many are going to come? You can kind of get more specific, though. You can target people, for, for instance, who have like, uh, who shows up that says they like comedy on okay. Facebook or something. If they are a member of a group or or they've used, like, comedy hashtags, things like that, you can kind of, like, narrow it down. And I suppose you kind of find people this way. But it's, I don't know, I guess that that's a big effort of these the city people I've been talking to who yeah. are here, and they're trying to, like, promote their show. Uh, and as it turns out, I mean, I've asked the same thing, you know, how, you know, it seems like the show's, 
or the the bars where they have the shows are always getting more patrons on days when there's shows mm-hmm. than there isn't. Uh, so that's a good indication that the show is being yeah. successful at least. Yeah, and it, it just takes time, I guess. Yeah. You gotta, if you're consistent and uh, it's a consistent show, mm-hmm. they will come. So for somebody who's been doing it for as long as you have and as successfully as you have, do you have any advice for all the, the guys who are just starting making shows and uh, these new producers? Just are... be consistent. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if, if you can get the, the venue behind you and if they realize that it's going to take time mm-hmm. and it will, it will come. You just gotta, gotta keep them, keep it coming. Like you, you gotta do it the same day, the same time. Like you can't move right. it around, you know, yeah. that would, that's a big thing for you. You think, right. Keeping it same day, same yeah. time every month. Uh, so that it becomes like a, a reliable renewable right. show. Yeah. That's probably it. A, a big advantage but yeah for the venues for the customers and the comedians too yeah. just to familiarize and get to know your your uh your regulars yeah like if you got mm-hmm. people coming get to know them and they'll keep coming the customers yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good point yeah the, the thank you economy right yeah. make sure that you appreciate and you're grateful for everybody who comes mm-hmm. and then they'll you know respect that as well and it's, yeah, and people do spend a lot of time getting new people and not focusing enough on the people who are already there. Right. Yeah. And just make an effort to to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like everybody that shows up, just ask them if they had a good time, you know, and they'll keep coming. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I respect that. I think that's a great uh, great piece of advice for people just to make sure that they connect with them in that way. And mm-hmm. uh, How do you feel about... So I understand how you are now with with being on your own show. How do you feel about producers being on their own show uh, in that way? Because I'm just thinking if you are if you are the producer, you're on your own show. Then maybe uh, and then when the show's done, and then you're going around if you are talking to people and you're like, oh, you know, how's the show? This and that. It might look like you're like fishing for compliments oh. or something like that. Or I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's I've always asked them if they had a good time. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, hope, hopefully see you next month, you know. Right, yeah. Just a little something to uh, kind of tell them, them who's on next month it. or whatever. Yeah. Do you usually book them months in advance? Like you'll have I a, try to. Yeah. You'll have that set up uh, so you'll kind of know who's on for the next couple of months or yeah. something like that? Yeah, right? I try to. Mm-hmm. At least my headliner and my my MC. Yeah. Do you post that anywhere? Or is it, uh, uh, I usually keep it keep it to myself kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Do you think that's uh, an advantage in a way, just that there is a bit of allure that people know that there is going to be a headliner and a host, but they don't necessarily know who it is? Or do you? Uh, sometimes you can't really say so and so is coming, and then mm. like things happen and they don't end up coming. You know, right. so you can't really promise them somebody and then mm-hmm. have somebody totally different. You know? Yeah. So I know I I think it's a it's from the point of view of regulars and myself. I like to look at lineups uh, mm-hmm. so I can see who's playing um, that night because I do know a lot of the people who are yeah. playing or I've seen them. And I know that, you know, sorry to anybody I don't like watching, but <laughs> there's, there's people I don't enjoy that much. And there's a lot of people I really love to see. And so even if they're uh, an amateur comedian, they're my favorite amateur comedian, mm-hmm. I'll go out and I'm going to watch them. And I, I do that as often as I can. But 
I can only really do that with the venues when they do post and they say, right. you know, who's there. And I feel like if you were a regular attendee of a show, that this might be valuable to you, that you could know who was on. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're not a comedian, you're just a customer. But then for other people, they could care less probably if they're right. just going and showing up. They don't need to look up and know. Yeah, most of the time the audience doesn't know who anybody is anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and they forget your name the, yeah. the second you get off the stage. Mm-hmm. And that's totally acceptable. But also, one thing that I would like to try to change a bit through what I'm doing here is to get recognized faces with names and to make this more widely available mm-hmm. so that people can start to connect the stories and the people and not just be, you know, not forget you right away. Because, I don't know, I, I, I look at places that are doing this sort of thing very successfully, like cities like L.A. Mm-hmm. and New York, right? And... I think Ottawa has the potential to do that. It's already doing lots of those things very well, and I think in a lot of ways it can compete with cities like that for their comedy and their mm-hmm. entertainment. But some of the things that we don't have as much of here, uh, and partly in due to our population, I mean, New York is like millions and millions of people. Yeah. We have one million. L.A., same thing. So, But it's about that social media following. And it's a real 2020 kind of thing to say or conversation, but it's just that... Like you said, they'll go to the show, you see somebody. It happens all the time at all the clubs, not just yours. Everywhere, it's pretty regular in auto. You're going to go, you see the people perform. By the end of the show, you don't remember anybody's names. Right. You don't really remember who they are. Nobody, I, I don't know if, you know, when there is an appropriate time or if there is one, that they should plug their things like social media or try to get remembered. But I think it'd be nice if there was a more openly accessible way just that if you're a customer and you come and watch and then you do have a favorite comic that you can go and follow them on social media and then you can keep up with their shows mm-hmm. and something i do and i've seen a lot more comics doing recently now too is we'll post our show dates so if i book three four shows in a month i'll post all those dates on my social media right. that says here's where i'm going to be on these dates and for those few hundred people who care about what i'm doing then maybe they'll show up right mm-hmm. and it's also my way what i've started doing so i because I, you know, when I was first starting out, I would always really tried to get all my friends out to shows right. as much as possible. That's what you got to do, and it's nice to have the support. But once you're doing it a lot now, I just feel bad for my friends because yeah. like, oh, you're gonna. Unless I know I'm doing new stuff, I'll tell them I'm like, hey, I'm doing a whole like a new set. You should definitely come and, and watch because it's gonna be new for you, and they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I respect their time and the fact that I don't want to drag them out. So, anyways, now I just post it on my social media. My friends see it. Everyone else sees it. If you're my friend and you do see it and you decide, well, I'll come because mm-hmm. I, I saw it then, great. And otherwise, I, I'm not going to ask because, you know, I feel bad. You know, so. Yeah. I think I think we've done about over an hour maybe. Oh, really? A little, yeah, we've done a little over an hour. I don't um you have anything else, like anything you wanted to talk about really? Or? Oh. Not that I, can, I think we've, we've covered pretty much everything. Yeah, really. I, I've asked you all the questions that I wanted to get into. I dug uh, as, as deep as I could, I think. And uh, I appreciate the advice that you had for everybody. Oh, and I appreciate you having um, me in. It's been a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. It, it was uh, it was fun to have you here. I really appreciate you coming, and uh, I think everybody will enjoy watching this as well and, and listening to you and, and what you had to say about your experience here in Ottawa and in the local area and doing comedy and uh, putting together sets and working with here. Well, there'll be a nice finish. What was it like working with Mike McDonald? How How is it having him on your show? Oh, it was unbelievable. Like, I loved every second of it. Yeah. 
Don't you feel better? Just that extra level of excitement knowing he's on your show, yeah. he's coming in, you know you're about to have a good night, and uh, he gets up there and he just kills it, eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Every time. Mm-hmm. What a good guy. That's yeah. amazing. Well, thanks so much, Ken. I really appreciate it. Oh. And uh, if you want to just uh, tell everybody one more time uh, the your show info and stuff. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, last Friday of the month. Uh, every every last Friday uh, mm-hmm. at the Waterfront Gastro Pub in Carlton Place. All right. And if you're a comedian and you're interested in getting on the show, uh contact Ken. Yeah, and, drop me a line. Uh, yeah. Eventually, I'll, I'll get you on. And he'll get you on. Yeah, it's... Uh, I think people understand too they they you know you can't expect too much and I suppose it's in a, a good way too if they want to get on maybe go out and see a show yeah come to yourself. come to meet you see a show out there you heard it from Ken himself you know Kyle Brownrigg and uh, Adrian Krong these guys were out there doing the shows look at them now and uh, Mike McDonald these guys so that's great thanks very much and uh take care we'll uh Hopefully, maybe we'll have you again sometime oh, if, uh, if the time calls. And I'll, uh, I'm will i going to do my best to get out to a show out there sometime. I'm, I don't awesome. find myself in the area randomly, but yeah. uh, if I am, I'll get out there. So cool. thanks, Ken. Take care, everybody. Right. Thanks for joining us. The only question that I can think to ask is, what were you thinking? Um... I wasn't really. Did your parents say you could have a party? Uh, Did you? Um, I know it was just to get together with a couple mates at first, and then we thought we might as well just have a bit of a party, and then it sort of just got out of hand, and yeah. Well, 500 people turned up, the air wing of the police force, the dog squad, your neighbor's cars were being destroyed. What have your uh, parents had to say? Um, I haven't really talked to them because every time they call, I don't answer. Your parents were out of town. You put out the invitation. You started it. I will say sorry now for everything that happened. You don't sound very sorry. Why don't you take your glasses off so we can see you? And then apologize to your neighbors for frightening them. Nah, I'll leave these on.